Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Jones Sports. I'm Jones here with you. So glad to have you with us. Coming up on today's show, Nick Cousins is going to join us. Our good friend from Davenport will stop by us. We'll talk uh, some Big 12 and Big 10 football when he joins us coming up later on. Plus, we will have our Big 12 breakdown, our top story story of the week. We'll take a look around the National Football League and more coming up in just a matter of moments. Thomas Bridges joins me. As always, Tom, uh, we were just talking before the show. At the time of this recording, I have a decision to make. I'm trying to decide if I should go to the Rangers championship parade on Friday. And I'll be honest, I've been kind of spoiled. I've been to three championship parades in my lifetime. I'm not a Rangers fan. I respect the Rangers and uh, certainly happened for them to win in that championship. Cool to see. Cool to be in another city of a, a title town. Uh, you know, wherever I go, teams win championships. That's that's how it works. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I mean, I've seen it enough. I, I don't know if if I've become too spoiled now, where I don't I don't need to see another championship parade at this point. Kind of kind of a good thing, actually. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't. And it's like okay. I mean, you know what's funny? I mean, maybe it's bad. Any of you basketball fans out there, or not basketball, but baseball fans, like, there's only a couple things we care about on this show, and only two of those three things I really care about, which is basketball and football, and the other one would probably be NASCAR. Um, that's my... really talk that much about NASCAR in this show. Right, right. Not that much, but probably more so than baseball. Yeah, we, we, we talk... Like, all- we, are, we are a pro-star show. But we're not – I don't know if you've got my endorsement to be a pro baseball whatever team. Obviously, I root for the Cardinals, and I'll watch playoff baseball when it's playoff baseball, but you're not getting me to sit down on TV and watch a pro baseball game. Right. It's just not going to happen. For for those of you that may be listening for the very first time, our priorities around here, it's like football will always be king. Basketball is next. And then after that, there's a significant fall off. It's like golf, NASCAR, and, you know, everything else from there. Any of the major storylines of the day. Right. Depending right. on the sport. Probably Tom Fullery is right below basketball. Right. I mean. I mean we, we like to talk a little bit about, you know, like if tennis is getting in- interesting or you know, you know you're just as much an entertainment show as we are a sports show. Exactly. We're here for the people. We're we're catering to the people though, because majority of people, unless you're a savant for baseball, you really don't give two shits. I mean, I hate if, to be brutally honest, but if you're a diehard baseball fan, this probably isn't the show for you. Right. And, and if you don't, if you say, you know what, if you think Baseball is America's greatest pastime, and you would rather watch a live base or what you would rather watch baseball on TV than a live football or basketball show game. No, yeah, you're not gonna. You're that's probably where we're getting our one star ratings from. If you don't chew big red, okay. Speaking of the little transition. (laughs) I was wondering if you were going to finish the line. I, I left it for you right there. Well, a little bit of transition here. I don't know if I get the line, actually. but Oh, I, I, was, big... 
I was going with the uh, the the Ricky Bobby line. If you don't chew big red, then oh, I mean, no, I don't. I don't even know if I know that line right now. Oh no, you you killed it, Tom. You killed it. I killed it. All right, is it? If you're not first, you're last, or something. No, it's if you don't chew big red, then f you. Um, Oh no! Speaking of big red, though, in Texas, I had my first taste of big reds. In Oklahoma, it's pop. I don't care what anybody says. It's always pop. But for those of you listening out there that call it soda like a weirdo, I had my first taste of Big Red Soda today. Blew me away. I have a very funny Big Red Soda story for you. I'm ready to hear it because I thought it was delicious. It it was the most refreshing pop that I've had in a long time. So I've never had it myself. Uh, you got to try it. It's the first time today. So now, if my mother is listening, I'm about to talk about my mom right now in, in Big Red. <laughs> so before I was born, uh, my mom, she loves her Pepsi to this day. That is her go-to drink. She she loves herself a nice cold Pepsi on the rocks. Yeah, and- your mom and my mom would be best friends because we never drank Coke in the house. Growing up, because my mom was like, we're not buying Coke. It's always a 12-pack of Pepsi in the house. When we had Coke in the house, it was because it was cheaper than Pepsi, and, and my dad was a little cheap at times. Uh, yeah. That, that would be the only time if it was Coke over Pepsi. Anyways, so before I was born, my parents, I'll be frank, didn't have a whole lot of money at the time, and they were a little tight. You know, They, they were in their early 20s and everything. And my dad, he didn't want to pay for a Pepsi for my mom. And this this pop called Big Red was on sale. And he brought my mom a Big Red. And being pregnant and everything, she was, you know, a glass case of emotion, as pregnant women are. And uh, he brings it to her, and she cried. She was uh, so upset that... She didn't get her Pepsi with her Subway sandwich that he brought back big, big red soda that uh, my dad had to go back and bring her a Pepsi. And then she stopped crying and everything was uh, all right in the world again. So uh, ever since then, uh, uh, no big red soda in the Jones household. I mean, it's such a big thing in Texas. I some Somebody said something about it. And I was like, oh, they have a, they, so they have a, I mean, my work has like a soda fountain, like in the cafe. Yeah. And you never see this in Oklahoma, um, the Big Red. And something came up where I saw an article about Big Red. And I was like, man, what does Big Red even taste like? And like, to a person that's never had it before, like, we associate Big Red with like cinnamon gum. I was like, is this shit? And obviously, Santa, and now this is, this is horrible of me, but, San Antonio has like the spicy kind of a hot, you know, they like hot fries, hot jalapenos, fucking hot things. Um, Like one of the snacks at work that they serve during the snack time is hot Cheetos and cheese. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I was like, all right. Like I might even get some flack for this. There's a re it's a Hispanic city. They like fucking hot Mexican candy, spicy chamoy fucking chili limon shit like if it can give you heartburn this city's a it city's about that shit 
Like they love them churros. No, I mean, it's like I'm saying, like spicy shit. Like if 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 anything can be like hot, yeah. San Antonio's about it. Like, oh, it can give you heartburn. Let me get two of them. Like, yeah. which is great because I love spicy shit. Um, so it works out. You know, if I didn't like spicy shit, then I wouldn't gum. But you know, I saw. So I was thinking like, oh, is Big Red like cinnamon? Like, you know, you give a kid Big Red gum, and they're like, oh, it's hot. Like, no, it's not hot. It's just cinnamon. You know, like a a fucking hot tamale. Okay. Right? So, so the 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 pop here. It what did it taste like? I was thinking it was going to be like a hot tamale or something, and I looked it up, and they were like, no, no, it's like a cream soda, and I was like, what? I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And they're like, a lot of people think it's like strawberry flavored because of color, but it's just red dye. And they said it's made with like lemon oils and orange oils. And a lot of people like think that it's like, soda. I'm not. Yeah, so it's like cream soda, but with lemon and orange. You haven't, but you it's haven't red. Sold, you haven't sold me on it because I, I don't like cream soda. Oh, well, no, you probably wouldn't like it then. But it has just a very hint of the cream soda. And it's it's like, and I saw someone say it like tastes like bubble gum or cotton candy, but just kind of a hint of it. But it tastes like kind of like OG bubble gum, a little bit. But it was so. I took one sip and I was like, okay. I was like, I don't know how to feel about this yet. Is it good? Like I couldn't figure out if it was like, if I liked it or not yet. Okay. And then it was just so refreshing. Then I was like, oh, man, this is actually almost like a non-alcoholic cold beer after mowing the lawn. That's how refreshing it was to me. There's nothing like a cold beer after mowing the lawn either. That's what I'm saying. That's what blew my mind. I was like, oh, man, like we're in we're in cold beer on a hot day, refreshing vibe. And I was like, okay. It has so much sugar in it. It has more sugar than a, a can of Coke. Um, and don't get me wrong. I don't mind a whole lot of sugar. A whole lot of sugar will make me sick. My favorite flavor is like a salty or savory, kind of like a very savory cheese or very like dark chocolate Yeah, or a bitter IPA. That's my flavor of choice. Um, but this was so, and it wasn't even rich, like very rich, like a rich chocolate cake. It wasn't that. It was so refreshing. Then I was like, I, I still don't even know how to feel about it, Tyler. Like, but it was so Texas that I was like, oh, I have to have it. They had it on tap at work. For a long time, Texas was the only place you could get Big Red. Um, And they have like Big Blue or something like whatever it's called, like a blue I, raspberry. Yeah, I I've mean, they they sell it by the two liter in every convenience store store in America now. Uh, it used to not be that way, though. I mean, it's been that way my entire lifetime. Uh, You're not that old. I mean, uh, as far as I'm concerned, America didn't begin till 1996. You know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you've been uh, in Texas as long as I have. That's your mission for the tomorrow. I, you go out. But I think I'm, I think, I think it's kind of like draft my beer. Mother. On behalf of my mother, out of respect to her, I think I'm going to politely stay away from Big Red. 
That's fine. I've never had ramen noodles, so. Ramen noodles are okay. But, I mean, everybody's had them. I've never had them. They're okay. You're not missing them. And I kind of re refuse to have them because I've never had them. Um, I mean, but if you, okay. if you get a chance... You're not if you missing get a chance, out. Don't buy don't buy a bottle. It's kind of like bottled beer versus draft. You got to have it off the tap. You're you're not missing anything on ramen noodles. I mean, they're just okay. I don't hate. Yeah, I mean, them, probably not. I'm not a big fan. Um, real quick, power rank this. You mentioned best ways to drink a beer. Um, uh, I got ballpark beer, shower beer, airport beer, beach beer, and a holiday beer. Uh. I mean that, but you mentioned one that might be a close, like crack that top five. Post mowing the lawn, lawnmower beer. That one, that one hits. That one feels like right. as soon as you, as soon as you release that bar on the mower. Don't don't get me wrong. We're not talking about a driving mower. We're talking about one that like it can be self propelled, but you got to hold the bar down and then you can push the trigger to make it self propelled. Oh, but I'm, I'm talking not about. I am not touching a push mower. No, I got to have it. Well, you had a big a, ass backyard. You had a, you, I mean, your parents have a huge fucking lawn. But they had me when I was younger on that self propelled mower, and I will never touch one of those ever again. It, it is. You had a, yeah, I mean, you have a, you guys like were sitting on a fucking acre out there in Coweta. In Broken Arrow. Yes, but we didn't always have that. I mean, we lived, you know, had smaller property growing up and had, uh, you know the the self propelled mower, and I will never go back. I'll never. Go I mean, back. you've been you've been to my parents' house. Like we didn't. I mean, we had a the backyard was decent sized, um, for our area, and then when it got into where we owned the house next to us, then I got to mow that backyard, <laughs> like, um, in like my dad's garden area. That was a lot. Um, but it wasn't weird. It wasn't like there was no inclines or declines or anything. Yeah. But that first, that first beer, when it's just bought, like when you could have woken up at eight and got the yard done by 10, but you just chose to wake up at noon and get the yard done by two. And you're sitting there like literally taking a, a washcloth and dabbing your balls off. Cause they're just. They got, you know, they got enough sweat on them to fill a 20 ounce bottle. Like that first, and, and it can, I don't give a, I don't give two shits what beer it is. You'd be the shittiest beer. The first drink of an ice cold beer, no matter what it is, it's, it's magic. It's, it's magical. Yeah. I, I think, I think even a 10 year old kid would tell you it was magic. <laughs> you know I, I had my first drink of beer at four a bush light of all things bush latte i, re I remember it and it was horrible uh, but i wasn't i wasn't mowing the lawn at four if i'd have been mowing the lawn at four i'd probably be a hardcore alcoholic than i am right now the uh the bush light car retires this weekend by the way kevin harvick gets his last race on sunday i hope we get is he in the chase no, he's not in the chase, he, is he? He was in the playoff earlier, but he's been eliminated now. I heard there's a um, a guy with the last name of Bell in the race. Yeah, he's from Norman. He's in the uh, championship four, yeah. Yeah, uh, where where did he come? That's that's what a friend of the show, Brian Nolan, was telling me. There, He said 
there's an Oklahoma driver with the last name of Bell, and I was like, okay, I've not heard of him. I'm not going to his championship parade, by God, in Norman. He's a big OU fan, too. I bet he is. Fuck him. I hope he wrecks. Hey, hey whoa, whoa. We don't <laughs> want to watch that on anybody. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, I mean, I just hope he gets a, a, a did not finish. A DNF. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. Did not fuck, you know, like. Good like, lord! I don't, I don't wish we, we got to move. Anybody. We got to move on before you you get us in trouble with somebody. You know. With, well, we're not gonna. Hey, hey. Uh, you know, I hope he finishes higher than our buddy Axe Larson. Uh, they're both competing with each other yeah. for the championship. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, ho- I hope. I hope Axe Larson finishes last in the in the chase, if that means anything. Uh, I, I'm I'm rooting for uh, William Byron that 24 car like. You know, make make those number three fans mad. See that twenty four car win. You know, oh my god, I feel like there's a lot of no names this year. Oh, here's one. I, I know I, I was trying to keep this show on on the rails here, but that's I gotta... all right. This is this is a NASCAR championship. We told you what we were about. <laughs> it, it came out uh, bonk. Uh, you'll like this. <laughs> this is your type of story here, Tom. So Ryan Blaney who drives the 12 car for Penske. William Byron drives the 24 car for Hendrick and Jeff Gordon. Um, William Byron's girlfriend is Ryan Blaney's sister, and they're competing with each other for the title. What kind of Alabama bullshit? (laughs) I mean, I'm okay. I know, I know Ryan Blaney. Yeah. Right. That's a, you know, not a popular name like Harvick or Denny Hamlin. But if you are aware of NASCAR, I've been following it for more than a year and a half. You probably know who Blaney is. I have no clue what William. I have no clue what. I'm a casual, but I don't. I don't even know who William Byron is. That sounds like a. That sounds like a, a a redneck prank caller, kind of like Roy D. Mercer. Hi, this is William Byron here. He, you know what he. He's he, he no, never mind. I'm not even gonna say it. No, nope. uh, we'll move on from there. I could say a lot of things, but that I'm gonna do. I knew, I knew a kid named I knew a kid named Byron in high school, and he wasn't the smartest individual. I'm gonna DM you on Instagram right now. Uh, you need to see what she looks like. I'll just leave it at that. She looked like Mike Gundy's niece. Uh, more natural. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mike Gundy's niece looks like. Uh... Okay, I I just sent it to you so you can see this. Is, her name is Erin Blaney. She's very lovely. I would love to meet her. Oh yeah. Oh oh wow. <laughs> I mean, she's she's obviously good, very good looking, but not in the way. I mean, this girl looks like the girl next door. Cat Gundy wishes she could be this good looking. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, she looks maybe a little bit older, but she's like um, in her late twenties. She went to Alabama. Um, uh, her dad, you know, Dave Blaney was a big time racer. Uh, you know, Ryan's dad too. Um, and uh, yeah, she's dating William Byron, so she's got a fifty percent chance of being happy on Sunday. 
She needs to come on down to San Antonio. She could have a hundred percent chance. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what Tyler says with that, we'll move on. To the NFL trade deadline that occurred today. <laughs> trade deadline's come and gone. Uh some big moves this past weekend. And the most notable Tom was uh, Chase Young going to the Niners. And I got to say, for their part, Tom, like it's a rental for them because they have $2 million in cap space next year. That's it. They can't afford to re-sign Chase Young. Giving up a third-round pick, they get a pass rusher. And, I mean, I like it for them, but at the same time, Tom, They've lost three in a row, nothing to do with a lack of pass rush. Their offense has sucked without Debo and without McCaffrey. And my boy Brock Purdy's not looking too hot here. I don't hate the trade, but I'm like, are they aware of what their issues are? Like, they, they, they could have used that on something else here. Like, they're not going to be able to keep Chase Young. I mean, they were reunite him with Bosa on the Ohio State thing. And that's cool, but, it, you know, if you can't, Resign him. It's just like, did you really need that much help? <laughs> you need. Like, I mean, like they got Randy Gregory on the bench right now. Yeah, I mean, like, did you really need to spend a third? Now, <laughs> now, I will say, I will say, if Seattle could have got Chase Young instead of Leonard for maybe now, a third. Now, Leonard Williams, though, the Seahawks are going to be in a situation where they don't have to pay him a ton as opposed to Chase Young, who's going to ma- demand a ton of money next year. That was the Right, difference. right. So how do you think that shakes out? You think that's probably an equal trade when you compare, like, what they've paid? Um, Talent-wise versus what they will, you know, end up paying. Is that is that pretty fair? Is that pretty equal? I like the winner Williams trade a little bit more because they're not going to have to pay a ton and they keep him long-term chase young, just a rental a third round pick and the Seahawks needed Leonard Williams. They were desperate at the defensive line. Yes. Niners yeah, 49ers did, did not need, they did not need chase young and chase young's got a lengthy injury history. I mean, not, Knock on wood, but, I mean, Chase Young very well could go down next week and we never hear from him again. I mean, yeah. I mean, all right, so you talk about that. Even more mind-blowing to me, even though Chicago's not worth a shit, why why did the Bears go after Sweat? They needed an edge rusher. I mean, mean, they need a lot. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, like, uh, I mean, like, you know, like I mean, okay. When you looked back at their off season, the biggest weakness they had was they didn't address the edge rusher position. They did bring in Yannick Ngakwe, but he's only a short term solution. I mean, they brought in Chase Claypool too, and we've seen how that's turned out. That, that did not work out well. He's already gone. Um, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, is 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 Chicago the new? No, I didn't Cleveland's hate always that. Be Cleveland. I didn't hate that for Chicago because they do plan to keep Montez Sweat long term. They have plenty of money to spend. They'll 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 sign him and keep him. So okay, okay. Here's another question. Okay, did the Commanders just say, "Well, if we're not going to win the division, then well, fuck you, Philadelphia." 
like, you know, if you got, if we're not going to win it, then we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make you lose in the playoffs. Is it, was that the, is that the plan here? Like, like I, you know what? So I'll here, be honest. Not, not something to think about improved, too. Not most year. improved player. Sam Howe, I, in my opinion, for what Sam Howe, his ceiling is, has looked very impressive. He's done a good job. Eric Bandami's done a good job as their OC too. What is okay? Question for you too. Rank Sam Howe in the last Commanders Redskins quarterbacks. He's got to be above RG three in this in this in in this. I don't call it competition ranking. And oh God, uh, the, who's the best quarterback for the Commanders slash Redskins since Sam Howe? Since Sam Howe, uh, Alex Smith. And obviously got injured a little bit, but would yeah, you I rather mean, have in these Sam small sample size? Alex Smith didn't play a ton because you know he, he had that horrific injury. Alex Smith played looked actually really good. Um, okay, before him, before him, Kirk Cousins. Oh, I mean, yeah, I guess Sam Howell is probably on the. Would you put Kirk Cousins and Sam Howell in the same vicinity? Uh not yet. Kirk Cousins has had a nice career. I mean, yeah, but would, would you think Sam Howe has that ability? Like, if you are Washington, you've got Sam Howe. Are you looking for maybe a lucky Drake May type pick? Um, I don't know. I do not expect them to draft a quarterback. If Sam Howe continues to play like this, that Sam Howe will be their quarterback next year. I mean, I'm pretty impressed. Um. Yeah, that that commander's team, like, I can't wait for them to fire Ron Rivera fast enough because I want to see what B enemy would do as an interim head coach. Didn't we just say Ron Rivera was – were you the one? I don't want to call you out. It's probably Jose. I said Ron Rivera was not a top-ten head coach. I did not say he was. I don't, I don't even think he's top 15. I'm not hating on Ron Rivera. The irony of his nickname being Riverboat Ron, too. He's been conservative as hell. Yeah, like, put him in, you know, fucking make him the Saints head coach or something. I don't know. Uh, like, did you have a good laugh, too, about the Raiders firing Josh McDaniels, by the way? I mean, yeah, we talked about it. It's like he's just gotten – he's gotten a fucking hall pass anywhere he's gone. Like, oh, he was the quarterback coach for – New England, like he, he's got to be. I mean, the Rams went through it. Everybody's went through it of the teams that weren't cognizant of anything. The only time like, he's ever been successful has been in New England. Even as a coordinator elsewhere, he sucked. Uh, I mean, yeah. And I mean, Josh McDaniels, this is a guy that is a clown. Um, he put his faith you in sound Tim like, you sound like Denver. Here's he a guy. His faith in Jimmy G and he got what came to him and Jimmy G has finally been exposed finally that's who he's always been I mean he had some good things but I feel like he kind of got the brought what Brock Purdy's experiencing now Jimmy G like, has never been a good quarterback Jimmy G is Brock Purdy older Brock Purdy maybe we're seeing it right now because, like, when everybody went down for the 49ers, everyone was like, oh, uh, Brock Purdy's, you know, he's 
he's fucking going off. And I'm like, well, he has, he's got a lot of help. And I'm not hating on Brock Purdy. I am. I always love to hate on him. But we kind of knew, I wouldn't say full fraud. It was just he benefited off so many great skill positions. And when they went down, you know, well, you haven't had Debo for three weeks. You get a bye this week. Be very if if San Francisco comes out next week and shits the bed, Kyle Shanahan's gonna have a lot of tough conversations. A lot of them. Is there any way they could potentially turn to Sam Darnold? Oh, man, I don't. I don't think so. Like I, I trust Brock Purdy more because he's run that offense, right? Like. And and as long as if he has the guys, then yeah, he's he's got the chemistry built up. Um, you know, it from what it sounds like, they like him there. Like his, the players, the star players like Brock Purdy a lot, and they trust him. Um, and I think that's that's one of the bigger things. Like from what I've seen, the players, the star player, like be it Christian McCaffrey or Deep. Debo or even the defensive players have I've heard that have had things to say about him. They they trust him. They like him. I got one for um, Here's you know even even uh even Trent said hey that's our guy. That's a I huge compliment. Okay, hold on a second here. I got one here for you. I'll bring this back to NASCAR terms. Oh, uh, I would say Brock Purdy is the Jeff Burton of the NFL. Let me Oh my God, boy, that's okay. taking it back. When when Jeff Burton, when his car and his team were on point, Jeff Burton could win and get the job done. But if everything wasn't going right, then Jeff Burton wasn't going to be good enough. Brock Purdy is Jeff Burton. If the car, if if the team, if everybody's clicking and everybody's doing right, doing doing right, Brock Purdy's good enough to get the job done. But if there's one mechanical problem or, you know, you got some problems on the pit crew, whatever it may be, Brock Purdy's not good enough to get the job done. So, by Purdy. translation, you're telling me that Brock Purdy is Jeff Burton and Jeff Burton was Matt Kenseth. Well, Matt Kenseth won a championship. What car did Jeff Burton drive? Jeff Burton drove the 31 uh, singular car. Yeah, okay, yeah. I felt like Jeff Burton felt like a maybe a great value, Matt Kenseth. <laughs> that's actually pretty accurate. Yes, like that's how. Like, I don't know what Jeff Burton's wife looked like, but if she was decently hot compared to like <laughs> Matt Kenseth's wife, then you know we we can talk about comparisons. They, they called Jeff Burton the mayor. Oh, he probably had a hot wife then. Brock Purdy, I feel like they would call him the mayor. Yeah, maybe the mayor of Shitville. <laughs> <laughs> He's the mayor of Fansville. Fansville. Oh god. That's what he did. That's that fucking Brock Purdy's the mayor of Fansville. Oh, I I hate Fansville. Bring back and, and Dr. Pepper's going expired right now. Bring back uh, Larry Culpepper. We don't need fans. Oh, my God. Go ahead. Instead of cold beer here. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Pepper here. Pepper here. Oh. <laughs> it's like, yeah, put some big red in there. You got a bit. Hey, I just look at Larry Culpepper and say, hey, you got a big red? 
Oh God, that's that's, that's funny as shit. That's good. Uh, I, don't go care who, I don't care who you are. Let's go that's through funny. some of the games this week. Isn't it a damn shame that Tyreek Hill's comeback game against the Chiefs? This game's got to be in Germany. Like I love the international series, but why the hell is this game not in Kansas City? I mean, yeah, it's going to be like, why would you put that? I mean, okay. I don't know when it got scheduled. Let's say it's two years out. Oh, that no, no, no. The game, they, it, let me give you some backstory on this. Originally, the Chiefs were going to play the Bears in Germany. Um, but the Bears were so bad that the league backed out at the last minute and didn't want to give a Chiefs potential Chiefs blowout to an international game and chose the Dolphins. Wow. Who's, whose home game is it? It's the Chiefs' home game. Wow. So Taylor Swift's going to Germany? Uh, she is not. Uh, I, sounds like she's not making the trip. So Travis Kelsey's going to have less than 50 yards receiving and maybe four catches for right. 34, 32 yards, and Chiefs are going to lose to the Dolphins, and Tyreek's going to talk his shit like he has already had, and he's going to be right. Wouldn't have this been so much better though if Tyreek and Swift and everybody was in the same building at Arrowhead? Return to Arrowhead and like after you know Tyreek has talked all his bullshit, got booed, right? Oh yeah, they they NFL dropped the ball here, big time, big time. Like worse than the Big Twelve did getting rid of Farmageddon. Oh, yeah, more on that later. Yeah. You're right. Um, Seahawks and Ravens. Tom, I hope both teams have fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, this is a pretty big game. This is this is my Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. I mean, speaking from chat sports standpoint, yeah, absolutely. You're going to be you, – you kill two birds with one stone immediately. Um, and – and really, I'm I'm killing two birds with these two teams. Yeah. Who do you like? Okay, I, the chat sports people probably listen to some of this. Oh yeah, yeah, we got some chat yeah. sports listeners. Uh, you know, listening to this show. I, who's I know. your Who's your Who's your pick for this show? Realistically, though. So, uh, for the folks that maybe watch, you can go spread. You can go spread. Um, I do have the Seahawks. As an underdog, winning this game, even though winning and covering, winning and covering, they're a six-point underdog. I have the Seahawks getting this done. Um, I will say though, Tom, it was a big deal for the Seahawks to beat the Browns and maybe the best defense in the league last week. Um, but I'd be lying to you if I wasn't concerned about the way Geno's played as of late. Four touchdowns, five picks. Geno isn't looking too hot. Fair. Fair. Um, Meanwhile, the Ravens, Lamar, he's cooking. Like, Todd Munkin's got that offense going. Wouldn't, wouldn't you love to have him as the huh. next head coach in Stillwater? <laughs> you don't even know. I've been – I've been. If, if coaches could get NIL, I think he'd already be home. <laughs> I don't um, think he wants to be a college coach. If, if this offense keeps cooking like it is, he's going to be an NFL head coach. Well, he's going to try. I mean, he's been – what he he left Oklahoma State and then traveled around to wherever and then went to Georgia, 
He went to the Bucks, the Browns, then to Georgia, now the Ravens. Um, and which is cool for him because he he had Whedon, obviously, and he had a decent running back in Joseph Randall. Um, he had Baker uh, there. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. And then I mean, like OSU was like when that offense was so potent. He just had a a weapon a weaponized wide receiver core, which there are decent weapons, you know, in Baltimore. But like the best weapon on that offense, other than Lamar, is Mark Andrews, which well OSU has never OSU has never been tied in heavy, other than Brandon Pettigrew, which he might have had one season of. Well, you say that their most consistent skill position player all year has been Zay Flowers. He's been incredible. Uh, okay, yeah. I mean, that's true. And then obviously he has Tylen Wallace, who hasn't gotten a lot of play. They yeah, have Rashad yeah. Bateman, who's been injured. OBJ's um, been hurt. Yeah, OBJ. If OBJ never gets hurt in the Super Bowl, he commands a ridiculous salary, and I think he's a little bit better. How many um, more years do you think OBJ has? Two. I think, I think this might be his last year. He might. He might just say, "Screw it," and go to the booth. Oh, he, he'd be incredible in the booth. No, no, no. We need OBJ to do a reality show. We need him. Yeah, I need, I need OBJ and Akeem to leave with one reasonable person in the booth. I I need OBJ on like Bravo or E. Oh man, yeah. Yeah, be, that's what I need. I don't he's need got the fashion. Booth. He's got the fashion down for it. I don't need him in the booth. I need him in reality TV. That's where he's better served. I mean, speaking of reality reality TV, did you see Flavor Flav did the national anthem the other night? Oh, I I love that. That was great. Uh, yeah, that was that was must watch TV. Um, some other games this weekend. Uh, catch my attention here. Um, the Cowboys and the Eagles always must see TV when these two teams play. And this game's in Philly. I know the Cowboys are playing better as of late, but Philly playing, you know, at 7-1 right now and at home, you know, I would expect them to split the season series, but this be the one where Philly says, there's no way we're walking out of this building with an L. Like, we're going to insert our will here. I would hope so. Um, you know, AJ Brown has been playing like do you call him wide receiver of the year? He looks like it. I mean, name another one. He's been um a- oh, okay. Another question for you when we talk about receivers. In the last two weeks he hasn't really showed out like he did in the first four weeks. Offensive rookie of the year, who are you taking right now? Uh, probably Puka Nakua. You think? And then probably defense is Jalen Carter. Uh, defense is Devin Witherspoon. Hey, you think for Seattle? I've so I've heard. I haven't heard a whole lot on the offensive side, but I've heard Witherspoon versus Carter back and forth. Yeah, Witherspoon. So that's why I was interested. Witherspoon just won Rookie of the Month. Did Jalen win the first month? I can't remember who won the first month. I feel like he probably did. Um, um, I feel like Jalen Carter benefits a little bit more being on that good of a team with already a decent defense. Um, 
But I mean, is Jalen or is is Devin Witherspoon the best defensive player besides Jamal Adams on Seattle? Uh, I think Bobby Wagner is. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess he probably came to, he probably came and played for the Rams and and uh, shit the bed on purpose is an inside job. He he looked great last year. That that he is, was trash. He no, was he wasn't. Trash. He was not. He was a that bitch. Was yeah, one of the he was dumbest. He, that motherfucker stole it. That motherfucker having to dispel is that he people think Bobby Wagner was bad last year. He was a pro bowler. He looked fantastic. He was, you know, it's just, one of the he only bright spots of that Rams team last year. I'm not. He is a fucking. Here. He's a. He stole a fucking Stop. paycheck. Stop. That's he a stole a paycheck. That's a stupid take. He was the he stole only bright spot on that defense last year. Stop. Now he 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 was ring chasing. He was like, what? Um, yeah, fuck yeah, he was ring chasing. What's his uh? What's his name? He used to play for the Hornets, then went and played for the Warriors. Okay, I'm gonna give you facts. Oh yeah, you know what? He reminds me of that motherfucker's like David West. He's like David West in the NFL. You know, Bobby Wagner was the highest rated middle linebacker from Pro Football Focus all last year, right? Fuck that! I'll take Fred Warner over him any day. To say that he was awful last year is just not true. He was trash. No, he wasn't. Stop. He was trash. This is a salty Rams fan right here. This, this... He was trash as fuck. He was horrible. <laughs> Stop. I'm glad he went back to Seattle. Oh, I hope we beat Seattle again in a couple, in a couple weeks. Stop. This, this, you're 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 sounding like a dumbass. This, this We're is... gonna dig down Pete Carroll. Bills and Bengals. I, I can't stand your lunacy right now. <laughs> we are gonna beat the shit out of them. Golly, if if and rest in peace, Bobby Knight. If I, if Bobby Knight was not dead, I'd have made a joke about Pete Carroll looking like Bobby Knight. Good. Rest in peace, Bob Knight. Oh, I you're gonna make me throw a chair, goddamn. Yeah, I'm gonna be throwing a chair at you for your dumb Bobby Wagner take. Yeah, Bobby back. Bobby Wagner looked like a fold-out chair last year on Rams defense. <laughs> he was the only thing. That was good about Bobby that Knight would have thrown Bobby Wagner. <laughs> Bobby Knight would have beat the shit out of Bobby Wagner. He was the only good thing about that that, that Rams defense. Bullshit! But Mike Leach from the deathbed is would have fucking put Bobby Wagner out to dry. You are so full of shit. Bills Mike and Bengals. And Bob Knight. Bills and Bengals. Before <laughs> you say another with a dumbass comment. Bills hey, and listen, Bengals. we're taping this on Dia de los Muertos. Rest in peace, Bob Knight. Rest in peace, Mike Leach. Rest in peace, Bobby Wagner on the Rams defense because he was trash. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Shut the hell up. Before you say another idiotic comment. Bills and Bengals this weekend. Uh, I wonder if DeMar Hamlin's going to play um, in this one. Oh, man, there's a bad joke I could have made. I won't. I, I was trying to bet you into that, actually. I know you, boy. That was – you almost did. Oh, my God. Marge back. Um, by the way, was there anything more awkward than that ambulance that had his jersey? I was about to say, are they going to bring out the Ambulance Hall of Fame? <laughs> I need to bring it out for Bobby Wagner. Load him up and take him away. Uh, Bills and Bengals. It's back in Cincinnati, the scene where it all happens. Um, 
Sunday night football, both teams hit with three losses. Bills are five and three. Bengals are four and three. I feel like the Bengals have turned the corner here, Tom. Um, I saw your picks. They're not. They haven't. <laughs> Joe Burrow. Give me the Bills. Bring that DeMar Hamlin thing out. And Skyline Chili is about as good as Bobby Wagner. <laughs> I think Joe Burrow looks a lot better right now. Um, they had a really good win against San Francisco last week. Had a nice win he against He turned Seattle the corner in a fire. way that Bobby Wagner could never. <laughs> the, the Bengals the Bengals are back. The Bengals are back is what I'm trying to say. Are they gonna are they getting to the conference championship? No. I I'm would I be terrible? I'm picking would the I be Bengals. terrified to play them in the divisional round? Absolutely. I, I think the Bengals might find a way back to the AFC championship. You're saying the fucking 7 Eleven is open. Oh, it's open. The Bengals hey, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd has kind of come on. He's played pretty good. Bengals are back. I got the Bengals. And I'm going to continue on my take of what I said last week. The Bills look like frauds. I mean, I think the Bills do look like frauds, but. The Dolphins so, are in the division. If, okay. How, like, let's look at this. We look at the Bills, right? And we look at the Dolphins. Is there any chance, knowing how the Bills have played, did the Bills, is there a chance that they obviously, one, don't win the division, which I think is pretty likely? Do they miss the wild card? You know, there's a there's a lot of teams with a similar record. If 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 um old Bill's coach Bill Burr gets um uh, if he McBurr. misses yeah, if he misses the playoff, does he end up like um uh, what's his name for the what was the Eagles coach name that got fired? Andy Reid? No, 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 before or after that. Uh Chip Kelly? No, who's the Eagles coach right now? Doug Peterson. Uh, yeah, Peterson. And he, who's he with? He's with the Jags. Yeah, it's with the Jags. So after they had the Carson Wentz thing, is there a chance that Bill Burr gets fired in Buffalo? Well, you know, Doug Peterson did win a Super Bowl in Philly. Um, well, I mean, the Bills have been they've been selling their soul enough that they obviously haven't had that sell your soul conversation. I, I, I said this earlier. I'll say it again. I think if Sean McDermott does not get the conference championship, he will be fired. Who do they get? I don't know. Jim Harbaugh. I mean, yeah. After that, two scandals in one. I mean, uh, you know the way the way it's been going these past couple of years. I might start coaching football, and you know, I might start be going. I might start going to the LDS church. I can't wait till Michigan hires Connor Stallions to be their next head coach. No, there's no way. Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean the man that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, did you see the old picture of him in the stands? Oh, or in, Michigan. In the yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and and the fact that he had that that uh, that writing, the Michigan manifesto. Like, if you got. Write anything with manifesto in it. Like, You're like a school shooter. You are a sicko. Like, shout out Karl Marx. Oh, my gosh. Um, 
But I got a long way from draft season. I got the Bengals and you got the Bills. Uh, Yeah. If you if you look at the Google Sheets, I filled mine out. I I don't think I did last week. Or you just kind of give me a, a normal record or whatever from the show. But I filled it out this week. Did you re look at Google Sheets? Did you see what I did? I'm I'm looking this up right now. Yeah, just look at the picks and see what you see that's different. Oh, you 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 changed my own pick. <laughs> I changed everybody pick to Oklahoma State. You did not. <laughs> 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 now now you're 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 screwing with the system here. Yeah. All right. I I didn't think you had the pitchers in and I change everybody else's OSU and I was like well I, I, we haven't even got to college football yet so we'll leave that for you know 10 we'll, minutes we'll from get now. college football now uh let's get to our big 12 breakdown Nick Cousin gonna join us caught up uh later on and uh, Tom Fullery still more to get to here on the Jones Report it's the big 12 breakdown Tyler Jones Tapping Bridges here with you with a look around the big 12 this week plenty to talk about as uh, we'll have our hot takes here in just a moment. We also have the future Big 12 schedules out. We'll take a look at the first college football playoff rankings and more uh, coming up in just a matter of moments. Before we get to all that, though, we begin, as we do each and every week, with our hot takes in the Big 12. And uh, Tom, I got to say, first and foremost, I uh, I'm so thrilled with the way my Kansas Jayhawks performed my my hot take, I'll, I'll go to Kansas this week. I do not think it is a foregone conclusion that we are going to see an Oklahoma-Texas rematch of the Big 12 title game. I would not rule out the possibility that the Kansas-Kansas State winner finds their way to Arlington. That's my hot take this week. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I think it's too early to count out the Jayhawks or Wildcats, either one, the winner of that game. Uh, still alive and well to get to Arlington. That's my hot take this week. Could we see a KUOU rematch or maybe a K-State gets the laugh? I mean, K-State gets the laugh, laugh, last laugh against OU? Wouldn't that be so funny if K-State, not honest, as much as I'd love to see KU, wouldn't it be very fitting if K-State got to play OU in the last Big 12 championship? And got them. Right, one more time. They tried to avoid him on the schedule, and then they still meet up one more time. They said nay. Yeah, they, they're like, all right. Nah, just kidding, baby. We'll see you in Arlington. Here's my biggest worry as an Oklahoma State fan. And and just just from, like, an anxiety standpoint, um, supposedly supposed to be at Bedlam, on Saturday, and the time that we're taping this, this is 10 o'clock on a Thursday. I have to work all day tomorrow, which would mean I would have to leave after work or very early on Saturday um, and have a ticket to do so. I think that if Oklahoma State beats OU, which I think is a 50-50, um, then OU is kind of eliminated. One, they have lost to Kansas. As long as Texas, you know, or Kansas State beats Iowa State, they'll be fine there. But 
if something happens where, like, let's say, Oklahoma, like, K-State beats Texas and something happens, there's five-way tie for first right now. Anything can happen. Right. I'm going to tell you right now on the date of so this November is second. Kind of a hot, yeah, you can call this the hot take. November 2nd, 2023, if there is a script in college football with what is happening with OU and Oklahoma State and Bedlam being the last one, supposedly, if there is a script in college football, it will be Bedlam in Arlington. Hmm. They will find a way to make it Bedlam in Arlington. That's my that's my script. If that happens, you can call it collusion. You can call it whatever you want to call it. Um, you know our um, our buddy Brett McMurphy thinks that from his college bowl predictions, thinks that OU will lose to Oklahoma State this weekend, and. Um, be interesting to see. I mean, there's this. This is the biggest week in the Big Twelve. Well, Everybody's trust, paired up perfectly. Don't trust Brett McMurphy because he projected Texas Tech to go to the Big Twelve title game at the beginning of the season. I mean, they- you know, Tom Lugan, Tom Luganbill has projected Texas in the Big Twelve championship for seems like thirty years. So, if you don't trust Brett, you can't trust Tom Luganbill either. Uh, the worst was when. Uh, Joe, Joe, Joey Galloway picked Baylor to win the league, and they won one game that year. That that was the yeah, all-time. yeah. That's an all-time ball drop. That, that one took the cake. Um, now, out of conspiracy theory land, and back to reality for a second. The thing that I think everybody's watching for, as far as what could, you know, shake things up. Besides the obvious of Oklahoma losing to Oklahoma State this week, really it's what goes on in Austin with this Texas team. Here's what Texas has to finish here. K-State this week, then at TCU, at Iowa State, and then Texas Tech on Black Friday to finish off the season. All four of those games, Texas will be favored. They should, in theory, win all four of those games. We don't know when Quinn Ewers is coming back. Malik Murphy looked good enough last week. He didn't look bad, but he didn't look great. Uh, But I would expect improvement week by week uh, with Malik Murphy there. But you also have to think about this, too. Every team is going to give Texas their best shot. Winning in Ames ain't easy. Winning in Fort Worth ain't easy. A very hungry Texas Tech team is not going to be easy. And then K-State this week. You know, the old adage is if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any quarterback, but it's worked out pretty well for K-State with their two quarterbacks here. What is the game Texas is most likely to lose? Tom, I tend to think it's this weekend against K-State. Yeah, it's absolutely this week. I mean, K-State's on a tear. Um, you know, our our buddy Pete Mundo at, at, at Heartland Sports um, thinks it's this week. Um, it's going to be this week, right? If it's going to happen, like, it would be this week. Like any other time would be almost like an ass nine pick. Like 
This this is the week that you pick against Texas, and this is you know what do they say? This is where champions are made. Texas, you, you got everybody picking forward. against you. The great thing for Texas, as much as I hate to say it, they're not playing in Manhattan. They're playing in Austin. It's an early game. You don't go to to Manhattan and at night in the middle of fucking nowhere, Kansas. You're at home. Uh, you've got a little bit of hype behind you. Um, you can do this. I feel like I wouldn't even call it at this point. I w- you can't even call it a trap game. Oh no, it's it's two ranked teams. Yeah, it's not a trap. I mean, case case states after they lost to OSU. I would rather play K-State if I was OSU at this point because of their struggle with OU. But at the same time, I mean, K-State has become a whole new team since losing to OSU the same way OSU has become a whole new team since losing to Iowa State. You know, so So it's uh, I I think they could lose this week, I'd say – I'm going to give 60-40 to Texas right now on winning outright. I think Texas wins, but I do think this is going to be their toughest challenge. This is the most likely scenario of them losing in the next four is this one here against K-State. We'll see how So, so with with the odds, but that being said, from what you know right now, most likely scenario, you're going to say you're you're locking in Texas in the Big 12 championship. Um, I'm not putting a lock on that, but I I would Would still, you say 80-20? I would say Texas has about a 70% chance to make the Big 12 title game right now. 70-30. What about OSU? OSU uh I, I'd put it about a 25% chance. So you're thinking so you you're saying you're giving Texas is 70-30, and an OU is 75-25. With OU's loss, I'm I'm giving – I put OU's about the same as Texas, about 70% chance. So, yeah, like 70 – so OU will be the one seed. Or, I mean, but at that point, it really doesn't matter, so. All right, enough with the numbers. Enough with the numbers. Move on. Move on. 70-30, OU, Texas, in your opinion. Enough with the numbers. Move on. To uh, this week, let's go through the slate. Uh, Texas Tech just beat TCU 35-28. to 28. Um, Texas Tech, I got to tell you, uh, this, this quarterback's a different picture. Uh, You know, Morton looked really good the other night. They're four and five now. Texas, Texas Tech, uh, you get Kansas next week. You get uh, UCF after that in Texas. Um, any of those three teams, I would not want to be playing Texas Tech right now with Morton figuring it out. Yeah, Morton, I think before the season, before he got hurt, I think the reason for the Tech hype was because of Morton, right? Um, and he got hurt, and and obviously Joey McGuire is not that great at well, uh, well Shaw was their opening day starter. I mean that's true too, but he's you know he he didn't do so well. But I mean I remember Morton what last year against Oklahoma State played uh, kind of impeccable. Um, and what Morton is a sophomore, 
Right. Um, I think you you know, Tech has always kind of been that team that had the the rotating almost like a coaching carousel, but for quarterback and in, in terms of how that goes before, you know, after after Graham. So you know, does Texas Tech make a bowl game? Um, I think they lean can win towards, one more at least. I would lean towards no. Um, I think they'll beat UCF, but I don't see them beating Texas or Kansas, but it's not impossible. But they can – I mean, I think with the – I only say that because of the teams that are eligible right now. I know they take some five and seven teams as bowl teams because of the number of teams that don't Depending on qualify. if they need to bowl games, yeah. But it also comes down to, like, grade point average and stuff like that. I, I, I'm not – factoring that in right now but yeah Texas tech is trash in terms of academics and did not say that no i'm I'm kidding i'm kidding yeah they're all stupid out in fucking lubbock hey hey hey, no uh (laughs) osu ou the last bedlam ever um i wouldn't say ever it's the last bedlam for now we'll put it that way yeah for your 20s yeah you're probably right the last bedlam until Oklahoma State comes calling and says we need to play this game because okay, we... all right, um, it's going to be a while before these two teams meet again. Um, you know, it's I'll say this: it's a sad thing that this has to come to an end. Uh, Oklahoma, you know, made their bed and they had to live with it. You know, this is the decision they made going to the SEC. No one else's fault to blame but Oklahoma for this game not going forward. Um, I mean, yeah, you can't blame OSU for doing it. OSU's just kind of saying, well, you guys – exactly. What you said made your bed. OSU and, – and for OSU, good for them. Like, you, you do not cater to older brother. I do think like, eventually it will, it will come back because uh, it will get to a point where Oklahoma State needs this game. Uh, so you, you think it will come back before OU Nebraska ever came back? I don't think OU Nebraska is ever coming back as an annual series. Well, I'm, I'm saying like they'll meet again. You like what would you give it? Like you say, I because I mean because OSU has the the non-con scheduled out for like at least probably like eight years. I feel like, yeah. Is it is it a decade? You think it's a decade or less? If not I, including I'm like doing, bowl games, I was doing some research on this, and the earliest they can make it an annual series again is like 2037. Oh, um, my gosh. I'll be old as balls. So, it'd be a long time. Um, it's unfortunate this is coming to an end. Um, you know, it, it, it's been a – I know that the record shows it being very lopsided, Oklahoma's direction. I understand that, but that's not indicative of how fun this game typically is. This is one of the – you know, games that everyone has circled that's usually exciting, up and down, a lot of points. Um, you know, my 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 favorite Bedlam games are usually the ones in Stillwater. Usually that's the better atmosphere. And and you know, the one the one Bedlam game I've been to was in Stillwater and you know, just incredible to see that place firsthand. Um so you're saying Stillwater is a better environment than Norman. Uh, yes, when both teams are like full capacity, you know, full stadium. I just wanted, I just wanted it on record. I'm sorry. All right, can can I get a word in, please? please? No, not on this game. Um, 
I think when I when I look at this, it's it's been incredible to see these two teams um over the years and just the memories that have been made and you know how fun this rivalry's been. Um when I look at this matchup, you know, Ollie Gordon is gonna be something special to watch. And can he go off like he's done the last few weeks? That to me is gonna be something to follow. Will Dylan Gabriel bounce back? Uh, after the struggling performance he had last week when he didn't have a t- passing touchdown. That'll be something to follow here. And then, you know, who is going to flinch first? Who's going to make the mistakes? You know, we've seen in the past where Mike Gundy made dumb decisions in this game, or maybe it was a key turnover that went one direction that determined, you know, how this game ultimately played out. For me, I, I think Oklahoma is the better team than Oklahoma State is, but nobody should be surprised if Oklahoma State finds a way to win this game if they insert their will and Ollie Gordon goes off and they win this football game. Um, Oklahoma hasn't been really the same team since the Texas game. And I'll say this, the reason why I, I have Oklahoma winning this game, I do think that you know, historically speaking, we've seen Oklahoma do a really good job of bouncing back off the losses. And the way they stepped up in that Texas game, you know, it meant something, right? Last year we saw against Oklahoma State, they were an underdog in that game. And they came with their best foot forward. Uh, Brent Venables, say what you want about him. He's done a good job in his short time in these big games of sorts to step up for the moment. I'll go with Oklahoma, but I I think we're in for a treat in this one. And uh, those are guys I'm watching for, Tom. It's Ollie Gordon and it's Dylan Gabriel. Who's going to show up? What What are you watching for here? I mean, yeah, I think we're all watching for Ollie Gordon. Like, what What is the – and I'm, I'm interested in what you have to say. As a non – well, you're obviously biased. You're a gooner. But um, at the same time, um, you're a little less gooner than the rest of them. I will say that. Because and I read from Oklahoma said. State. If you're going to call me a gooner, you got to call me a cowboy too. Oh uh, no, no, you're a gooner. But um, I, 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 we talked about. I mean, I I've rooted, got no Oklahoma State. For your, not Oklahoma State. You got to call me. I a rooted. I rooted for your Jayhawks, obviously, last week, and I shared that win with you, and I'm so happy for you. Um, and I know how you. I know how your dad, you and your dad, conversated last week. So. I know you're you're a Jayhawk first, um, but at this and, and it would it would probably benefit your Jayhawks if OU lost. Oh yes, it would benefit them heavily, actually. Um, but at the same time, at the same time, I know you're a Gooner at heart, but Billy knows that too. If here, here's my ultimatum for you, and I'm I, I only say this as a hypothetical and just to see how you react. If Ollie Gordon has 200 or 199 yards rushing, who wins? If he has 200 plus yards rushing, who wins? He has 150, Oklahoma State wins. You really, really? Absolutely. I'd be, I'd, I mean, I do you think, I, here's my thing because I know how OU plays against OSU. I think OU is going to stack the fucking box, and I think I and, and, and you know if if Brett Venables is worth a damn, he will stack the stack the box, 
and well, he'll yeah, make I mean, Alan Bowman win Bedlam. It, that honestly, this is what every team in the that's played OSU should have been doing this year. Make Alan Bowman beat you. Like take. I mean, yeah, it's, is, is it not the easiest game plan in the country? I can't believe nobody's figured that out at this point. Like, why didn't K State do that? Why didn't West Virginia? Like, I'll take my chances. If 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 you beat me with Alan Bowman, okay. good on you. Good on good you. On like, you. I'll shake your fucking hand. Like that. That should be the game plan. That that should be it. And that's what well, I. And, and I haven't. I haven't seen. I haven't seen anything saying that Stuntsman's going to be out. You know, and, and if Stuntsman's not going to be out, well, that's a, a huge plus for your chances. Just be, and, and I think Stuntsman's a great player. I think he is a early second round pick, and at worst, maybe a first third round pick. At worst, can be true though. Tom Stuntsman is a great player, but the middle linebacker position is the most overrated position on the football field. That's true, but he he, I I I think he could play any position. But just from his leadership that I've seen, he communicates very well. And I hate I hate talking good about an OU player. I really do. I hope he. I don't think, I don't think you're wrong, but off ball linebacker is the easiest position to replace. You think you think his worst his worst draft spot would be late fifth round? Yeah, something like that. I, I'm 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 not exactly sure because you know off ball linebacker is always going to be you know. I mean, you you looked at who's the Charger linebacker that played for OU? Kenneth Murray. Yeah, he was the last middle linebacker. What he went third round, fourth round. He was a first round pick, and he was way overvalued. Yeah. And then you had really since that draft class that had Obo Oronco. Was he left outside linebacker? Obo Oronco. He was an edge rusher. Yeah. I guess he played. I guess he played linebacker for Rams. But I mean, yeah. Like, but if you, but in terms of bedlam, in terms of college football, if you don't have Danny Stuntsman, the way that. OU seems to rely on him. And you could see that it was a little bit evident when he went out in the second half against KU. Well, I mean, you say that. I mean, we're listening to Benetti. I'm not taking away anything about KU because KU, Lance Leopold played. The way he did things, he controlled the game Well, better than Mike Gundy ever that, could. Brock Heward and Jason Benetti pointed out the broadcast. I think the kid's name, Lewis, that stepped up from him was doing a really good job. Bad. They were they were giving him a lot of credit saying he was doing a really good job. I'm not so worried about whether Stuntsman plays or not. Um but I hope he does. I, I think I think Oklahoma wins, but I think we're in for a very good game uh on, on Saturday between those. Do they two cover? Games. I think so. I think, you know, a late touchdown, you know, you're talking. You think about less seven. than you less than ten? Yeah, I think it's about a seven point win for OU. So uh, right, barely covering is what it's six right now. Houston and Baylor, uh, both teams at three and five. This game just looks disgusting to me, but I think Houston's offense is a little bit better than Baylor's. I, I would lean towards Houston to go get the job done in Waco there. Oh really? 
Interesting. I, it, it is in Waco. What time is that game? Uh, it's a 2.30 kick. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that. If Houston wins, because I think it is a little toss-up game, because, like, what have we come to see? Baylor, in my eyes, is a lot like Tech so far. And I think that Tech has looked a little bit better than Baylor. If we're, I mean, a little biased because they won tonight against TCU. But, uh, I mean, Sonny Dykes is in his sophomore slump a little bit. But you look at Dave Aranda, we've given him so much praise. Um, how much is I the think, longevity with Dave Aranda? Dave Aranda's fraud. You think so? You think it like so? Dave, we heard about I'll we take heard it about even Matt Campbell further. being potential fraud. Could I'll Dave Aranda leave? Other than Jimbo Fisher, Dave Aranda is the biggest fraud in college football. Ooh, buddy. Dave, do you Aranda, think he could? Do you think he could leave? Who would want him? I mean, where do you think he would go? Who would want him? Like, he's not going to get a job better than Baylor right now. I mean, Mike Gundy was wanted by Tennessee for a long time. Mike Gundy actually had success. Dave Aranda's got. Well, I mean, Dave Aranda and Mike Gundy have pretty much, like, in the last 10 years, the same number of Big 12 championships. I would not hire. Dave Aranda for anything. I went mean, two years ago. Two years ago, they were singing fucking Jesus praise for Matt uh, for um, Dave Aranda. I never bought into it. I never bought into Dave Aranda. He's a fraud. You, so you would you take Matt Campbell immediately over Dave Aranda? Uh, I'm not so much, so much a believer in Matt Campbell either. I take I take Chris Kleiman over both of them in a heartbeat. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I like I I think Chris Kleiman, like if I could compare K State to any NFL team, they seem like the Detroit Lions. I, I don't know. I, I haven't I haven't determined what Baylor feels like and I haven't ter- determined what Iowa State feels like. But to me, um you know, K State feels like the Jared Goff led Detroit Lions. That's how I feel about K State. So you got Baylor this week. You're taking that fraud, Dave Aranda. What's the line? It's three for Baylor. Oh, so it's a toss up because they're at home. So who you got? And it's and Dana. You know, what? I don't feel. Around the bush. I have to take. Okay, a, I have to take a line. Just take a team. Who you got winning? If there's no line straight up, I'm taking Baylor. Okay. Uh, you I mean, see- this, I, w- I wouldn't touch money with this. Okay, we get if, the point. If, UCF and Cincinnati. UCF, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Game is in yeah, UCF. Cincy, two-and-six. UCF, three-and-five. Both of these teams stink. Um, bad. Cincy is a joke. Scott Satterfield, I, I wouldn't even call him a fraud because he was and never was. Um, you never even got a chance to be a fraud, right? Gus Miles on like they're showing some flashes. I would at least say, um, you know, Plumlee's a decent quarterback. They got some weapons there. They're 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 taking their lumps as they transition to the Big Twelve. I like Gus, and, and 
I would say when you even factor in the new Big 12 members, Tom, UCF, you could, outside of Utah, probably has the brightest future. I mean, yeah. I mean, they have that. I mean, they have the that area on lock in terms of like, hey, well, now we're Power Five. Yeah. You, know, you, you want to come here? And, you want you want to come here and start, or do you want to go to Auburn and like wait eight, two years? And they're going to make more in TV revenue than Florida State and Miami are. Like they're a legit powerhouse program. Um, watch out for UCF. They, they should win. Their big jump, I think, is going to be next year. <laughs> we talk about UCF competing for potentially for a conference title. Um, like more like eight wins. BYU and West Virginia, both teams at five and three, both teams fighting for bowl eligibility. BYU has been on a downward spiral as of late. West Virginia, uh, man, after everything that's going on, they're one win away from being bowl eligible here. And Neil Brown might live to see another day. Like, this is my hell here of Neil Brown getting to stick around in West Virginia. Like, I don't see them losing to BYU. I hate to admit it, but I think West Virginia finds a way to get it done, become bowl eligible. I mean, they're all the way in Morgantown, like – BYU's halfway across the country. They didn't press last week. I thought they could maybe hold their own a little bit, and they really couldn't. And uh, I don't think it's going to change this week. I, I like West Virginia. KU taking on Iowa State. Night game in Ames. Iowa State, much better than any of us anticipated. Credit to Matt Campbell. He's doing a good job at 5-3. and three. KU at 6-2. and two. Tom, um... Just being realistic here, I, I am very concerned about a letdown game. The emotional high out of beating Oklahoma last week and how special that was and everybody telling this Kansas team how great they are and rushing the field and putting, you know, the goalposts and Potter's Lake and everything, you know, how big of a deal that was. It was all cool and all. But now you go into Ames for a night game Jason Bean, to his credit, made some big plays uh, you know, last week down the stretch, but he still threw two interceptions. I'm still not at a point, no offense. I'm rooting on Jason Bean. I wish him no nothing but the best, but I can't trust him like I would Jalen Daniels. Jalen Daniels, you can win. You can go in any week and convince yourself you have a shot. I, I am very concerned that a Jason Bean – mistake or two is going to be what cost Kansas this game, uh, a night game in Ames. Like, Iowa State's favored and by two and a half, and uh, I, I I just do not feel good about this game on, on, on Saturday night. I feel like KU can win, but I'm not confident at all. Yeah, I feel like KU can win too, but I, I would not touch this game with money. Um, for one, you mentioned it, KU could – potentially come off like a hangover type game. Um, and I don't want to touch that. Another reason, night game in Ames. I've been there, done that. Um, and I, I refuse to even look at that in terms of making money. Yeah. yeah. I know I know better. Um, let's take a look at college football playoff rankings here. First poll that just got released. Uh, five Big 12 teams in the top 25. Texas, the first team ranked at seven. Oklahoma at nine. KU at 21. Oklahoma State at 22. K 
K-State at 23. As far as the Big 12 teams go, Tom, the, the committee, I guess, just doesn't care about head-to-head. Like, why do we even play the head-to-head games? I mean, Oklahoma's behind Texas. Kansas is in front of Oklahoma State. How does any of this make any sense? I think the committee did their job when it came to the top four. Uh, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State. I have no problem with that. Washington five, Oregon six. That all sounds right. And at the end of the day, the committee's top job is to get the top four right. That's what they're there for. They're not there for the other rankings. Um, The committee did what they're supposed to do with their main assignment. But the rest of the poll, like, where the Big 12 teams are ranked, it's just out of whack. I mean, yeah, I think I think Texas deserves it. Um, and, you know, when you think about, you know, Ohio State and Michigan, you know, you can rank them however you want to. Eventually, it's going to sort itself out. So that's fine. Um, you know, I think you, you have Georgia versus Mizzou this week. Yeah. I, you know, I, I've seen how you picked. I know how I picked. 15 and a half, a little big for me. Um, and if it was if it was in Columbia, I'd be way more apt to, to pick Mizzou to to get the job done, at least to cover. But Carson Beck looks better. I think Georgia's going to run them out of the building. The Mizzou, I feel like, has the same feel that K-State at Texas has. I mean, I'm not oh, putting would, Georgia. Would, I'm not putting Georgia on upset alert. I'd give K State a much better chance of beating Texas than Mizzou to beat Georgia. Yeah, no, that's fair. But I, I don't want to take away from what Mizzou has done so far. Mizzou has looked good. They haven't played anybody. They're not. Uh, who would you pick? And who well, I? No, I can't ask you that question. I can't say if you pick Mizzou. KU on a neutral site being what does that have to do with anything? What does that have to I'm do just with saying, anything? I'm, I, it has a lot to do because no, I don't have it. I don't. I don't have any feelings towards Mizzou. That's it has nothing to do with anything. Oh, it does. That's irrelevant to this conversation. Your Mizzou is like my OU. I would pick against OU the second I got a chance. Mizzou is nothing them in Kansas is irrelevant with this conversation um it's not it's really not it, it really is uh it's really not like your Mizzou is like me asking about or it's me like picking OU Ohio State at number one Georgia at two Michigan at three Florida State at four I think all that's right Washington at five. That to me, Tom, they're the the lowest ranked undefeated at that number five spot. Um, I, I'm starting to think after that game against Oregon that Washington's kind of getting exposed. Like they might lose USC this week or sometime soon. Like I, I know Oregon beat a, uh, they beat Oregon, but if they rematch, like I, I I think Oregon's probably the better team and would beat them head to head. So you're not you're not a fan of Penix. I didn't say I wasn't a fan of Penix. Or, I mean, like, you don't think you get the job done? Like, you're saying Bo Nix? I, I don't like Bo Nix. I like Penix. But I think Oregon is probably the better team around them. Penix hasn't played great the last couple of weeks. That's fair. Um, That's fair. 
But I think I like that team that Oregon has more around them. They look like more a complete team than what Washington is. I, if they meet so again, if it's, if it's Oregon, 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 Washington in the Pac-12, Pac-12 championship, you're taking Oregon. I would. I think right now, if I were to guess how the playoff is going to play out, yeah. I think we see Michigan gets in as an undefeated. So I think, they, they beat Ohio State. I think Georgia gets in as an undefeated. One, two. Florida State gets in as an undefeated. Fair. That leaves one more spot. And I think at that point, um, you have a choice. A one-loss Oregon Pac-12 champ or a one-loss Ohio State as a non-Big Ten champ for that final spot. Do you go Ohio State, who's got the non-con win against Notre Dame, or do you go the one-loss Oregon, who doesn't have the non-conference but did was a conference champion? I think I'd lean towards Oregon because they would have then uh, got the win over Washington, You know, resurrected themselves from their previous loss. So you're saying not? Potentially a one-loss Texas against a good OU team. If they think, get back, I think Texas is going to slip up somewhere. I, I think the Big Twelve champion will be a two-loss team. So you're thinking, you're thinking Big Twelve champ is going to the Cotton or the Peach Bowl, and then the second place Big Twelve team ends up in the Alamo Bowl. Third place ends up. Well, no, no, no. I, I think that the Big Twelve will probably still have two New Year's Six Bowl teams. Oh, so you think Cotton and Peach? I don't care about those bowls, though. Uh, I well, mean, obviously, I mean, but looking you know, at the playoff, we're focusing on the playoff here. Stay focused, Tom. Well, no, I'm saying like you don't Stay think focused. Texas is getting. You don't think Texas? I don't worry about that. I don't worry about that. My top four is Ohio State. Uh, who I think it's going to play out? I got Michigan. Florida State, Georgia, and Oregon, I think is going to be your final four when it's all said and done. Um, who do you think is going to be the final four at, at when it's all said and done, Tom? I like all of that. I will just I would just trade Texas. I mean, I say that it doesn't align with how I picked this week because I picked K State. Um it, with that being said, I guess. I'll take I'll take Penix. I'll I think Washington gets the four spot. So you got the same three of Florida State and Georgia, but Washington as the four. Where, where's Michigan, Ohio State? What what stadium is that in? It's at Michigan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Yep. All right. Um. One more final. When up. is that game? Is that next week? No, that's final week of the regular season. Okay. Oh next yeah, week. man, that's incredible. Yeah. That'll, I mean, that'll be, that'll be prime. I mean, that'll be that's that's top TV. Yeah, we know. I've yeah, ever we seen know. It. Um, hey, listen, hey, I know you know. Let me get. Let's get to what matters here. The Big Twelve schedule, um, yes. for twenty twenty three and beyond. I thought it was odd that they only went with four locked rivalries. Uh, going forward, protected rivalries include KUK State. Uh, you also are going to have 
Utah and BYU uh, as one of them, Arizona and Arizona State as another. And then uh, the last one uh, among the uh, Big 12 protections, um, as uh, I pull this up in real time, protected rivalries. Anyways, there's only four of them. I was surprised that we didn't see K-State, Iowa State as a protected rivalry. Didn't see or, – or TCU's Baylor's the other. I'm surprised that Texas Tech and OSU didn't get protected rivals. Um, kind of bizarre that uh, it played out this way. I mean, you know, K-State and Iowa State have been playing each other every year for 100 years, and they're not going to play each other every year all of a sudden. That, that to me, surprised me. I mean, yeah, like how can you not keep Farmageddon? And we've seen a lot, at least from what I've seen, a lot of pushback, uh, a lot of, well, you know, we need to get our contact, the the office. And uh, they'll, from what I understand, they'll play till they'll play this year. They'll play 2024, 2025, and 2026, but it'll stop in 2027. Um you give that leniency a little bit of time, depending on how the, you know, the, the robbery goes and what happens, if it's close, if it's a blowout or whatever. I think that Farmageddon is the best robbery maybe to be saved. Like OSU, Texas Tech, you could say that's a robbery, but it's not, doesn't have the history of Farmageddon. Like, it's got to be Farmageddon that's got to be saved if you had to pick one, right? Yeah. And, you know, with, with all the uproar about that, I will say there's one thing. There's still time for this to be saved because I do think the ACC will blow up before the end of this schedule matrix. And with new right. ACC members coming in, then maybe we can salvage and still have Farmageddon continue. But, uh, yeah, it was bizarre. I mean, you're seeing most of these leagues, like the ACC, for example, 17-team league, they got 16 protected rivalries. Incredible. The Ten, they could have done it. The Big Ten going to 18 teams has 12 protected rivalries. So it just seemed kind of bizarre that they would go this route and do that. I will say I, I am intrigued. Like, I love the idea of KU playing at Arizona State and making that trip to Phoenix and – you so see your buddy Will Scott. Uh, he'll be gone by then. Uh, well, man, maybe he might end up in Phoenix. Uh, he'll be gone by then. That besides the point. Um, I I gotta say, like it's going to be, it's gonna feel like non-conference games expanded of sorts. Like it, it's almost gonna these new members within the unfamiliarity and not much history. It, it feels like an expanded non-con schedule to an extent. I mean, it does. Like, did OSU or OU play in West Virginia for the first time? That felt like last week, Oklahoma State plays Cincinnati, and they fuck them. It felt a little non-conferency, but it's still, like, maybe not, right? Like, okay, so OU-UCF felt – I mean, I felt like Oklahoma State versus Cincinnati felt – more non-con than OU UCF, and maybe because Dylan Gabriel used to play for UCF, that's probably the reason. But 
I do get that. I think a lot of these things, and and when you when you mess with conference realignment, I think that doesn't only go for the Big Twelve. I think that goes for everybody. That like these kind of weirder matchups feel almost like bowl games in a way. They don't share the same significance, but it still lends itself to the oh, this is a bowl game. It. If I had to redo the Big 12 schedule format, I would have gone to a pod system like this where – Four pod. I agree. Here's my pods here. Utah, BYU, Arizona, and Arizona State in one pod. That's clear. Colorado, Kansas, Kansas State, and Oklahoma State in another pod. Ooh. And then I'd have the Texas pod. It'd be Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor, and Houston. And then I'd have Iowa State, Cincinnati, West Virginia, and UCF in the other. You play everybody in your pot every year, and then you go play certain teams. You know, fill up your rest schedule after that. We're close. I, I agree to a certain extent. I would take the four corner schools in a four pod. What about BYU? Say- they can't be. They can't not be in the same pot as Utah. Well, no, I'm saying. Oh, well, uh, okay, yeah. So I'd take Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, and BYU. Okay. And then I would I would take Colorado and Iowa State and KU and K State. And then I would take Oklahoma State and I would take Baylor, TCU, and Houston. What about Texas Tech? Uh what's up? I'm trying to think. Um sorry, I'm, I'm sure I should look at a map. So so you got you got sorry I I look like a bitch but BYU Arizona Arizona State and Utah that's one pod and then you've got K State KU Colorado Iowa State that's two pods and then you've got Oklahoma State Baylor TCU and Houston, and that's one pod. And then you've got UCF, West Virginia, um, UCF, West Virginia, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, and um, Texas Tech. I guess, yeah. So, you, why are you sending Texas Tech away from everybody else? Hey, because fuck Tech. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm trying to figure it out. Like, um, I mean, Colorado, if, if Colorado's obviously the outside in, in terms of the, like the West schools and in terms of latitude, they're probably a lot more equal to KUK state and, um, Iowa state in terms of like latitude. We're not letting Tom control the schedule here. He's not going to be taking. I mean, okay. So where would you off. put OSU? You're going to put OSU with. KUK State and Iowa State. Yeah, they played in the same then, conference for a hundred years. I mean, yeah, I get that, but like, I'm like, okay, Oklahoma State is closer to Texas than Iowa State. Like, so you like you put Iowa State, UCF, Cincinnati, like. Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, and Oklahoma State have been at joined at the hemp hip for a hundred years. I mean, yeah, they have. 
but I, I'm I'm trying to make it work the most sense. Like Oklahoma State is more south than the Kansas schools could ever be. Like it doesn't it doesn't fit. Like Cincinnati, like Cincinnati and West Virginia is the closest game that West Virginia could have in terms of a road game. And I think West Virginia has been on board for so long that they should they should play Cincinnati every single year. It might as well be fucking Pitt. Yeah. Like, it might as well be the new Pitt. Like, you have to pair those two schools up. All right, moving on. Uh, Nick Cousins set to join us coming up in just a moment. We're not going to let Tom control the schedule. Don't worry about that. It's, not yet we won't it, it wouldn't it would be worse than even if you don't like this schedule the way it is don't let tom be in charge of it yeah, call uh, me brett we're gonna talk to uh nick cousin coming up in a moment stay tuned for that right here on the jones report join us now on the program this week's very excited to bring in from whbf tv in davenport iowa it is our good friend, Nick Cousin, who makes his triumphant return once again. Uh, my KU brethren, uh, one of my favorite guys out there. He's risking it all, and uh, he joins us right now. Cousin, always good to talk, my friend. How we doing? Hey, um, I am just I just keep being that reoccurring guest for you. Whenever you need me, I'm here for you. <laughs> hey, uh, always a pleasure. Anytime we get the chance to chat, man. What's, uh, what's going on these days in Davenport? Well, you know, it's that busy time and it's, uh, you know, crossover season, you know how it is, but football's, you know, so coming to an end some, some places and then basketball starting up. So I'm, I'm everywhere doing everything right now. I love it. I love it. Uh, all is good in, a, in your world, uh, there in a Davenport. I'm, I'm sure it's, uh, it's a lot, uh, feels a lot better than uh, your days in Fargo. Oh yeah, I mean we talked about that earlier. I mean, it's already snowing. It's already snowing in Fargo. I'm just sitting here. It's 55 degrees. Uh, I got my my windows open, have a nice little breeze coming in. Feel, feels pretty good out here. Is Iowa nice a real thing? Is that legit? Have you had a pleasant experience uh with your time there in Davenport? Oh yeah, I mean, there's a t- I mean, you know Iowa is very nice and chill when it has its own Twitter account called Iowa Chill. I mean, you gotta you gotta look this up, Tyler. If you haven't looked okay. it up, Iowa Chill, and it's pretty much the same Twitter account as like everything Midwest Midwesterners say. It's very like, oh, you know, it's okay, but it's really not okay, you know, stuff like that. Right, or it's uh, it's not the heat; it's the humidity, you know, the, those exactly. type of things. You know, if it wasn't so windy, it'd be a little warmer. You know? Right, right. Um, have you had your fair share since you moved to Iowa of Bush Light and uh, Casey's Pizza these days? Oh, Bush Light is Iowa water. I mean, you go to the bar and you say, "I want some Iowa water." They're giving you Bush Light. That is the that is the beer of choice in this state. Oh man, pizza no, because I am very I'm a stickler for my pizza, as you know, being from Chicago. It's deep dish or nothing. I mean, you can't find deep dish everywhere, though. It's true. But, I mean, it makes it that much better when I go back to Chicago. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, uh, by the way, I got to get this out of the way because, you know, for folks listening, like, this is the part where Nick and I just need to catch up on on, on life and things, and then we'll get to the business of the day in a bit. I got to say, since I last spoke to you, 
Um, I've tried a couple more Chicago pizzas, and I have a new favorite now. I okay. am I am an Uno man now. Okay, I'm cool with that. As long as you don't say Giordano's, we're good. Uh, I like Giordano's better than Lou Malinati's, uh, but Uno is is S tier right now. Okay, I, I disagree with you on that statement, but I, I will give you Uno as like a number two. Um, there was a place I tried by Wrigley that was very good. Um, kind of a mom and pop place of sorts that 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 that's that's also another way to go. Like you have to go to the mom and pop places. Like the reason like Lumalnati's and Giordano's and all of them have fallen off is because just like a lot of other things in this world, they're selling their lives to corporate. So <laughs> now they are like very mainstream and it's not as good anymore. Okay. Very interesting. Uh, pizza. If you can go to Arizona, like when you go visit, you know, Justin. Yeah. You, you can get Illuminati's pizza there. Like that's, tell me that's right. Like that shouldn't be right. Oh yeah. When I was in Vegas, there's a Lou Malinati's right there on the strip. See, that's, that's, that's terrible. Or a Giordano's rather. Yeah. Because yeah. That's a mom. That's Those are mom and pop operations. They should not be in Vegas. Okay. Uh, so you've heard it first, uh, no deep dish pizza for the rest of us. Uh, they got to save it for all them Chicago people. Uh, I see how it is. It's Chicago. It's that easy. Okay. Uh, with that said, let's, uh, let's move on. And, uh, I, I gotta ask you, it was a big weekend for our Hawks with uh, getting that win over Oklahoma. What was your initial reaction to everything went down of seeing KU pull off their first, uh, win against a top 10 team there since 1984? Uh, it was a great start. They really got me into it when they went up 14 nothing, And then when you saw it slowly kind of slip away, you're like, oh, no. Like, is this going to be like how last year was where you start 5-1 and one and then you finish 6-6? Six and six? But Jason Bean, despite all the inconsistencies that he has, he showed – that he's capable of coming out on top. It's like with me, it's like a you know, it's like a roller coaster with Jason Bean. I mean, one one time you see him slinging it like 67 yards, a beautiful pass. And then the next drive, he's on the run, throws a little dinky pass that gets picked off. I mean, he's for me, it's just it's just kind of like back and forth. I just need to see that like consistency from him. And maybe the fact that he was able to just pull off this win will give him that confidence going forward because who knows when our boy Jalen Daniels comes back. So did Jason Bean make you a believer this past weekend? Uh, I would say that he, since he pulled out the win, I am more for him than I was before. I don't want to go like all the way there. Sure. But I will say that he's trending in the right direction. Trending in the right direction. I think that's a fair way to put it. Um, with that win and seeing the celebration, everything of uh, you know the the goalposts going in Potter's Lake, and I, I couldn't help but think, like, man, I would love to be at the Hawk tonight. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, the Hawk was lit for sure. Like, can you imagine though? Like, I mean, obviously, our the twenty eighteen Final Four that we went to no longer exists now. Right, we didn't go to San Antonio. Yeah, we didn't go to San Antonio, but. Imagine if football was good then, like, and we went to a Final Four in a bowl game, like, in the same year while we were there. Like, imagine. Like, I can't even imagine how it is there now. Like, that's insane. Yeah. So, next week, I'm actually going to Lawrence. Nick, what what do I need to, like, make sure and do? Like, for me, 
one of the very first things I got to do is go to Salito's and go get my my Morgan uh, Aranda burrito. What what else do I need to do while I'm in town next week? I mean, you took the words out of my mouth, man. Like, I mean, you got to go there for the Margs. And then, I mean, but it is a little sad, though. Like, a lot of, like, the, uh, you know, the OG places when we were there have already closed. So, that's that's kind of that's kind of The cave sad. is gone now. Yeah, the cave is gone. That was a great place. A lot of the downtown bars we used to go to are no longer there. It's, it's kind of sad, honestly. Right. Um, the Hawk will never let us down, though. But the Hawk, yeah, the Hawk. And the bull will always be there. I love that people are just now finding out about the time Taylor Swift went to the Hawk, by the way. Yep. She's one of us, which she had, more points well, she, to you. She was in uh she was in one of the journal, journalism classes too, like uh yeah. journalism journalism one oh one. Yeah. She was in with, uh, yeah. with her and five hundred other people. I'd give her an A in my book, you know. Yeah, uh, I'd I'd risk. Kelsey's giving her an A in, in her book. Yeah, I'd I'd risk it all. Uh, <laughs> cousin, uh, when you look at KU now, this uh, this six wins, and it's not out of the question that Kansas could be in the Big Twelve title game potentially. You got Oklahoma there, Oklahoma State, Texas, K State, Iowa State still hanging around. This is a pretty competitive race here in the uh, the Big Twelve right now. Uh, as we go to the the back end of uh, conference play here, it's crazy to think like you look at KU's schedule and you're like, "That's a winnable game. That's a winnable game." I mean, when have we ever said that before? Like, I mean, K State has having a down year. Iowa State has a freshman quarterback. So when you have, you have a good defense like KU's been the last couple of weeks, you could definitely take advantage of a young quarterback. TCU's having a down year. Those are some of the teams that you have left in Cincinnati. It's their first year in the big 12. So yeah, you're playing all these teams that are not having great years. So now you can really say like, okay, we beat Oklahoma. Now let's take advantage of some of these teams that we should be when, you know, no one was predicting you to beat Oklahoma. What do you think that win meant to beat Oklahoma? Like the wins against Texas were awesome, but like Kansas, we are, you know, an actual contending team now, legitimate team in beating a top six team like Oklahoma. Like I, I know that we, you know, we, we enjoyed those days when Kansas beat Texas and all that, but I, I felt like this past weekend was an even bigger deal. Oh yeah. I mean, when you beat Texas, they weren't a top 10 team and you had to do it in overtime. This time you're being a top 10 team. You have your backup quarterback. You're winning in regulation and you hit you hanging around with them the whole time. I mean, literally, like that Texas game is just back and forth, back and forth. Like K, at KU, at one point was just dominating the game. They let it slip away, but at one point you're thinking, "Wow, like KU is coming out and they are ready to go." Yeah, that that rushing attack between Highshawn and Devin Neal. That's I mean, that's almost unstoppable. Oh no question, no question. Um, what do you think uh, that K State game is going to be like? They're in Lawrence. This year, K-State, we mentioned they're a little bit down from what they were last year, but not a bad team. KU coming in, that big win against OU, obviously. Is this the year that, that Kansas finally beats Kansas State, you think? At home, for sure. And you don't have to see that those EMA heads going. Don't have to see those EMA chants. I know you hate K-State. Like, you, you despise Manhattan. Wave the wheat. No emo, none, none of this, none of this. Only wave the wheat. 
cousin, tell me about your your hatred for Manhattan because it it runs deep. Oh yeah, I mean every time I go there, like when we went there for basketball or football, I just felt like I was losing IQ points just being there. <laughs> That's rough. I like Manhattan personally, but you didn't have the most pleasant experience. Uh, I mean, you have to get off the interstate, then you got to go on a county road for forty five minutes, and then, and then you get there. This is the this is the Chicago elitist coming out from you. You need to get off the interstate and be there. Like I'm not trying to go on some country road for 45 minutes just to get to someplace. This is the big city Nick coming in. Yep, and in North Dakota, I did plenty of that county road, state road, one lane going both ways, pitch black, and I'm not doing that again. Uh. The uh, the Big 12 title race, we mentioned with Kansas right there in the thick of things. They need some help to win it. How do you see the Big 12 championship ultimately playing out? What matchup do we get, and who do you think wins it? Well, that's a tough one. I mean, you could see Oklahoma again uh, in there. I mean, I know they're going off to the SEC, uh, and Texas is still hanging around there as well. But after this year, I love the, I love the new Big 12 because obviously Texas and Oklahoma leave, but then you add some of the great Pac-12 institutions to the conference, and we were talking about this with our boy Justin Pierce. At Arizona, Arizona State, you add those schools in. Utah, Utah, and BYU are BYU is already in. So you just coast to coast now. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that here in a second. I, I want to hear your prediction though. What, what's who's going to win the league? Well, I don't want to say I don't want to say Kansas. Okay. Because I don't think Jason Bean is there yet. Fair. If this is Jalen Daniels, I'm saying, okay, you have a good chance. But sadly, I think it's probably going to be OU or Texas, and then they leave for the SEC. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's the unfortunate reality at this point. But because even though Texas quarterback got hurt, the backup – Yeah, yours, yours. Even though he got hurt. That the backup that's not Manning is pretty good. Still. Malik Murphy, yeah. Malik Murphy and Dylan Gabriel. Uh, well, what he did, he didn't have a passing touchdown against Kansas, but he has he has a good arm, and I think the rest of the way they're going to be motivated because they because you know Kansas is, used to be the laughing sack of the Big Twelve. So how do you think Oklahoma fans and and you know and the team is feeling after that? I mean, they're probably motivated to try to, to try to win this thing out yeah yeah i think so um the uh, big 12 schedule came out uh the the matrix for the next few years and uh the only protected rivalries are kuk state arizona arizona state byu and utah um and then uh there's one more that i'm missing off the top of my head um yeah, baylor tcu i think is the other were you surprised uh, at the uh, only having four protected rivalries here? It's going to be weird not playing teams like Iowa State and Oklahoma State every year anymore. Oh, well, I'm fine with it um, You because you keep the big rivalries. Like, you want to see those in-state rivalries. I mean, you wouldn't be asking me the question about K-State if that wasn't a thing. I mean, I, I grew up a Notre Dame fan, and so once that Notre Dame-Michigan rivalry went away, Notre Dame joined the ACC – I know a lot of people were upset because that was a rivalry game that was played every year. So I like to see 
that KU keeps playing K-State and then the Arizona and Arizona State, the in-state, because those are those are big rivalry games that people are really passionate and care about. So if you're going to at least keep some games, you want to keep those games because, I mean, I don't really necessarily think KU and Iowa State is a rivalry game. I'm not necessarily right. sure, especially for football. I mean, maybe for basketball, yeah, but not for football. Yeah. Um, KU next year is going to get Iowa State, Houston, TCU, and Colorado at home. Coach Prime coming to Lawrence. And then on the road at Arizona State, at BYU, at Baylor, at K-State, and at West Virginia. What intrigues you most about a next year's schedule? Well, I might hit up my sister for that BYU game because she lives in Utah. Uh, and then I know you already said you're going to hit up Justin for the Arizona State game. I mean, big the Big 12 has become like, hey – Where's where's a place that I can go on vacation for a little bit? I'm gonna I'm gonna go there, and uh, so you got you gotta love it. Maybe uh, that BYU game we can play in Vegas and make a Vegas trip. That'd be cool. Me uh, and I, you in Vegas, oh, geez, no one would survive. Oh, I mean, we would. Your podcast would be done. I mean, you know. Hear me out on this, and our, our friends that are listening right now, me, you, Marky. Justin and Fish in oh, Vegas. Who says no? Oh man. Yeah, we'd be risking it all for sure. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. Let's go to Vegas. Uh we know, we know you're down. We know you're down. I thrive in Vegas. Vegas is one of my favorite cities. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Summer of Jones in Vegas might oh, be man. hot, but it'd it'd be worth it. That uh, might end the summer of Jones. There might be, might be the end of that. Uh, more than a weekend is is too much in Vegas. Uh, Nick, I got to ask you where you're at. Pretty interesting uh, situation there with Iowa with uh, Kurt Ferentz and his son, who uh, will no longer be the offensive coordinator at that program. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's pretty much when the aid, the interim AD, has to step in and pretty much tell the head coach, hey, your son's not going to continue with the program. You know, that's just like, I mean, what is that, right? I mean, before the season, it, he had, Brian Ferentz as offensive coordinator had to average 25 points per game, and he was going to have to resign anyway if he didn't meet, meet, meet that mark. And there was a bunch of other points as well. But that was the big emphasis, the big emphasis um, as, far, as far as that contract goes. Like, he really – restructured it and that was the main the main part of it and when you get Cade McNamara from Michigan who led the Wolverines to a playoff just a couple of seasons ago you're thinking hey like that is a dual that is very doable like the offense is going to be wide open again a lot of a lot of passing not a lot of running you know your defense is going to keep you in games because your defense is one of the best in the country but then he goes down with an ACL injury and so the last three or four games, somehow, except for the Minnesota game where they had the controversial call with Cooper DeGene waving for a fair catch, even though they said, you know, it wasn't a fair catch, what not a fair catch. We can discuss that all day. But before that, you're still winning games with your defense and special teams. I mean, they, the, the backup quarterback, he's just handing it off to, one, and literally they had one touchdown in that game that was offensive and it was a 70 yard run. I mean, but they're still winning games because the defense holds the other team to field goals or no points. 
So as long as Iowa's kicking field goals or getting defensive points, they're still winning games because the Big Ten West is literally the worst division in all of college football. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, and somebody's going to get to play for a conference championship game uh, based on that, as which Iowa is, did. Which is crazy because even though you're telling your offensive coordinator you need to resign, you are still 6-2, and two, and you can win out and be 10-2 and two and go to the Big Ten championship. Yeah, and had they not lost this week, we could be talking about Iowa in the uh, playoff conversation. Wild. <laughs> it's just – that's the only word there there is just just wild. So with with having to basically fire his own son, but not actually do it, um, have his boss do it pretty much. Right, and with getting a little older, I wonder how much longer Kurt Ferentz is going to be there. Well, that's interesting that you said that because that was actually brought up um, in the press conference on Tuesday. Um, he pretty much you know went around the answer. That's that's what Kirk does. That's what a lot of coaches do, but. They they pretty much asked him, well, if your if your son is leaving, you know, are are you coming up next? And he says, you know, he's he's he loves what he does. He's been here for so long. He's he's healthy. The doctors tell him he's okay. So he he's ready to keep going. And he usually says that, you know, he makes his evaluations at the end of the year about staff, team, stuff like that. And so the fact that the AD had to step in and make this decision for him that's kind of stepping out of his realm of realm of things that he usually does. And so it, it kind of, you know, took away from this, from the season because they were coming off a bye. So obviously in the bye week, they kind of did a little bit of their looking ahead a bit and said, Hey, you know, here's what we have to do coming up uh, in the off season. Cause now they have the four games left um, to go in the regular season and some winnable games, Northwestern, Illinois, Nebraska, so you got some winnable games coming up, but you can at least start looking ahead to the future. What's kind of the thoughts uh, where you're at there in a Big Ten country about this whole Michigan scandal and uh, affecting the uh, the rest of the league? Because there was a report today about uh, some uh, some schools requesting the Big Ten take action against uh, Michigan. They have this competitive advantage. Uh, what's kind of being talked about there in Iowa about all this? Well, I mean – this is this is this is like the being a Patriots fan or a Cowboys fan or whatever, you know. Only the fans care about it. Any other fan base, they're like fire them, get rid of them, do whatever you need to do, get them out of there. Um, so it's really like it's only Michigan fans that are really like, hey, like he didn't do anything wrong, right? But that's what all the fan bases are gonna say. So if there's anybody else in the Big Ten. They're gonna say, "Hey, Harbaugh, get him out of there." But I think, I think this really pushes Harbaugh, kind of like that Pete Carroll situation. He gets the NFL, and maybe he gets away with it. Maybe right. he get he goes to the Bears, goes to the Raiders, wherever Chargers, wherever. Yeah, and he's in the NFL, and it's like, hey, you know, I can't get in trouble now because I'm not in, I'm not in college football anymore. So I right. feel like that's kind of where the situation might lead to it was kind of more like the writing was on the wall. Type of Are you ready for him to be the next Bears coach? Hey, I'm all for it. Right now, the Bears have the two and three picks. You can get Caleb Williams or Marvin Harrison Jr. And let's ride. Let's go. <laughs> 
Just don't bring Lincoln Riley up there with you. I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. If you hire Lincoln Riley in Chicago, you'll regret it. No, that is – I am not in favor of that. Harbaugh, yes, because he's a former Bear quarterback, and he's proven that he could win in the NFL. I mean, he took Colin Kaepernick to the Super Bowl with the 49ers. I mean, yeah. that's impressive. A lot of these other coaches, even the best college coach, Nick Saban, had, didn't have success in, in the NFL, but Harbaugh has proved it. So Harbaugh is different. Yeah. Um, where you're at in Big Ten country, we mentioned earlier about the Big 12 and, and their changes. The Big Ten's about to have some massive changes next year with the West Coast schools of Oregon, UCLA, USC, and Washington coming in. What's kind of the feeling about uh, the Big Ten going West and these are new teams coming in next year? Well, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. I mean, they released the schedules and who's going to play who, but you don't know how, how it's going to play out with divisions or how that's all going to realign. But I mean, if you're, if you're in the, if you're a team in the big 10 West, like a Minnesota or an Iowa, like we talked about or in Illinois, I mean, and you're playing Oregon, USC, UCLA, traditionally great programs. I mean, you're not going to get away with these nine to six, 12 to nine wins like Iowa gets away with, because you're actually going to be playing good teams. So that's going to be – that's what a lot of the talk is. It's like, hey, like you're actually adding some really good, historically good football programs. Yeah, and those so- are three really good programs, and UCLA has just been kind of average. I mean, it's well, – I mean, but UCLA, if, you're, if they're in the Big Ten West, I mean, they're going to be good. Let's be honest. Right. Well, there's going to be no divisions in the new Big Ten. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but – uh, yeah, but like obviously, it's, I think it's going to be in a, a disadvantage for a lot of the Big Ten West teams because they're going to have to play some of those West Coast teams probably more a little more often than the teams on the East, and it's not going to be as close competition as if they're just playing a Northwestern or a Minnesota, where you're you're just squeaking out these wins. I mean, you could a lot of these teams could easily just get manhandled by some of these teams coming in. Right. Right. Well, and. I do wonder on the flip side of that, though, like take a USC or UCLA and let's say that you got to go play Penn State in November in the snow. That's that's going to be a different world than what you have in Southern California earlier in the week. Yeah, when I first like saw USC and UCLA were going to the Big Ten, my first thought was like, wow, what's going to happen when you, you when it, one of those two teams has to go to Northwestern Evanston, Illinois, on a, on a November at 11 a.m., and it is snowing. I mean, how much of an advantage will that that might give Northwestern? I mean, you know, you don't know, right? I mean, but I mean, yeah, the elements honestly could play a huge role in that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, we only got a little bit of time left, so I got to ask you: uh, You excited for some uh, some Kansas hoops here uh, getting started? Uh, Hunter Dickinson and everything. A lot of I, I can't wait, honestly. Oh, of course. I, I mean, I watched the exhibition game against Illinois, the Maui relief one, and I, I was I was excited. I was I was ready to go. Um, you know, this offs. I mean, I remember the last time we were on, we were like, well, "What's Kansas going to do?" I mean, you lose, you lose Grady Dick, you you, you lose your great shooter, and you lose Jalen Wilson, who was your leading scorer. You lose all this offense. What is what is Bill going to do? What is Bill going to do? 
and nothing was happening. Duke was getting transfers. North Carolina was getting transfers. And you were like, when is Bill going to make his move? And then he makes the move, brings in Hunter Dickinson, and then adds some more pieces around Dickinson. McCuller comes back. He's a great defensive piece as well. You still have DeWan Harris, the best point guard in the country, even though it doesn't show it on the stats. Great passer, everything like that. You have to, you go from, oh my gosh, it's going to be a down year to, hey, it is national championship or bust. It is. Uh, as Bill would say, faces change, but expectations don't. Exactly. The goat, the goat himself. Yes. We love Bill Self here. Bill did nothing wrong. He's an innocent man. Uh, 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 we're going to be the best. Uh, uh, uh. That's <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that, that hair on his head, that's a toupee, right? Uh, it has to be, but he's rocking it though. He's rocking it. I think it's like sewn into his head, you know, like, uh, that, that thing doesn't move. No, but you have to wonder when he's in the shower, does that come off? Probably. Right. I don't think that's moving. I think it's like sewn into his head. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that moves. Uh, Nick, before we go, where can people find you and follow all the stuff you're doing, man? Uh, you can follow me on social media. I make it real easy because I use the same handle for everything. It's N-C-O-U-Z, N-C-O-U-Z. That's on Twitter, Instagram. I've recently brought back my TikTok, um, so I'm excited to start doing that. And I have a Threads, too, but I don't really use Threads. But you can add me on there, too, I guess. There you go. He's Nick Cousin. Uh, check him out. And I appreciate the time as always, my friend. Uh, Best of luck to you. And we'll definitely be talking again soon. Thanks for joining us, man. Time for our town full story of the week. Thomas Bridges standing by with something ridiculous happening in the world. Tom, uh, I had a a Zen the other day for the first time in a long time. And I felt great. Like I felt like I was Tom Fullery, but there's got to be something more Tom Fullery than me with Zen feeling like the best day of my life yeah you know what jones um we love iowa in terms of the iowa like the hawkeyes because they turn and they wave at the kids in the children's hospital this guy had a choice to turn and wave as well he did not we're going to iowa city and the article reads from the messenger.com Man accused of masturbating in Target claims it was a dildo, not his actual penis. In an <laughs> affidavit. All right. Like, okay. In an affidavit, police contend video contend video evidence suggests the phallic object in Deshaun Brown's hand was indeed connected to his person. Oh my god. 25-year-old man arrested and says an Iowa target for indecent exposure maintains he was not masturbating inside the store. Instead, he claims he was merely handling a sex toy. (laughs) Deshaun sounds like it's not spelled the same, but it's close enough. Oh, must be something about name your kid Deshaun. Not Watson, (laughs) but Deshaun Brown was taken into custody on October 12th and subsequently released after posting a three grand bond. An arrest affidavit obtained by the smoking gun contains Brown. 25 was captured on surveillance cameras walking around the target in downtown Iowa city while 
masturbating. The affidavit claims Brown was physically touching and stimulating his genitalia and pubic area for the purpose of the sexual arousal. Contradicting the footage, Brown told officers that the object in the shorts was not his penis, but a dildo. Surprise! The affidavit counters his defense, suggesting video evidence indicates the phallic object in his hand was indeed connected to his person. Further, the document accuses Brown and not just concealing his actions under his clothing, but also exposing himself to shoppers. Recently, just three months prior, Brown's name was added to the state's sex offender registry. This addition was the result of probation sentence he received, lasting two years from December 2022. In that case, Brown faced arrest for indecent exposure when he was seen on camera masturbating in a, a laundromat. In Iowa City, Jones, listen to this. Man gets in trouble for jacking off. He already got in trouble for jacking off. Yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't say, okay, well, third time's a charm. Yeah, he got in trouble for jacking off again. Like <laughs> there's, there's, there's no there's like, oh, okay, well, he was just he had a dildo in his pants. Shut up. No, he didn't. <laughs> Liar, liar, pants on fire. And if he did have a dildo in his pants, well, who cares? This is the third time. <laughs> I've never even had a fucking speeding ticket. Yeah. He was jacking off in the crowd. This is Josh Primo. Are you kidding me? You know... Tom, there's certain things like I can kind of justify getting arrested for. Like, just jacking off like that, like, go to the bathroom. Yeah, if I'm going to get arrested, I'm robbing a bank. <laughs> like, you see that video in Waco the other day, them taking the ATM from the convenience store? Like, oh, yeah. Those guys did not give any Fs, like. They they took, you know, a couple thousand dollars, whatever. They they, they were filming and everything. They didn't waste their time jacking off in the convenience store. No, they went for the ATM. They didn't steal cigarettes or nothing. They just loaded that baby back in the back of the truck. Everybody <laughs> was filming. They didn't hurt nobody. Like when I hear the reports about like somebody getting arrested for jacking off in their car or whatever. I'm like, it's so avoidable. It's just so stupid. I mean, yeah, like this man's just living his life. Maybe jacked in the store, jacked in the store, a little sketch, <laughs> but like if you have the money, then just leave. And then we'll harass you later. Like, you know, and, and I'll say this too. You can justify pissing in public. You know, sometimes you can't hold it. You got to go. You piss on, you know, a wall or behind a garbage can, something like that. You just got to take care of your business. You can never really justify jacking off in public. Like, if if you got to let that out in public, you, you just got a problem. <laughs> No, I think you're right. 
How often, Tom, do you think people are jerking off in movie theaters? Like that, that is one thought I've had, like, of I don't want to see, you know, a, a sex scene at a movie theater because I, I don't know what people are doing with the lights out. Oh, my. Yeah, maybe one out of every ten. Have you ever thought about that? Oh, no, I would never do it in public. No, no, no. Have you thought about how people may be doing that at a movie theater? You know, some people have got some weird-ass kinks. Like, that would keep me from going to, like, a romantic comedy at a movie theater. Like, I, I don't want to witness somebody else, like, jerking off, having a little Lo Lauren Boebert moment in the movie theater. I mean, would it be worse if they, like, had a moment and it was, like, a horror movie? Oh, that'd be much worse. <laughs> I mean, it could be worse. Yeah. I think well, it hit you with the Stubbs barbecue. <laughs> it could be, you know, yeah, yeah, it could be, could be like, yo, yeah, well, you know, we're having barbecue tonight, but, you know, Tyler clocked in and it was a not a happy camper. Right. Could be a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Um man, that that would be that'd be something. That that would be just terrible. Thank God, hopefully it's not. Have you uh have you ever jerked off somewhere you weren't supposed to? Mm. That's asking a lot of me. <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to reveal right now? No, I mean, that's fine. I'm not. I'm not afraid. I okay. busted one nut at a workplace. Whoa! When I was sixteen, in the bathroom or or in public? Oh, in, in the closet, baby. In the closet. Whoa. And the closet, I had to get the job done, baby. You know, I had to, I had to, I had to, I had to get her done. Um, and I don't know if you've ever been paid cash money to to bust in the closet, but listen, I got paid. You know, at the time in twenty twenty whatever to. Um, Busting out in the uh, the old, I wouldn't call it conversation closet, but I would call it the, um, hey, we're here and you're here too. Let's not steal anybody's money in terms of making it happen. So, so wait, wait, wait. Am I following this right? Somebody paid you to jerk off in the closet at a workplace. Well, I didn't know I was going to get the job done. <laughs> um, same time I had to. So that was your first form of prostitution. Yeah. <laughs> All right with that. This is off the rails. Um, 
when I was in high school, Tom, I didn't partake in this. Let me let me clarify that for the record. But um, the baseball team at my high school, they had uh, this game called. Uh, you ever heard of soggy waffles? Nope. So the the players they would uh, get together and they'd get out a piece of bread. This is pretty graphic, pretty horrible, but I'm going to say it. Get out a piece of bread. They'd race to see who could jerk off the fastest. And whoever finished last, like, and, you know, they'd put their residue on the bread. And uh, whoever finished last had to eat the bread. Oh, my. Is horrible. I, I couldn't believe those kids like didn't get punished, or get caught, or anything like that. Like that, that that's that's bad. Did you eat the bread? No, I, no. I, said, I said I did not participate in this. No. Um, yeah, like there, there we could we could probably discuss uh, jerk off stories all day long. <laughs> crazy stuff, but. We'll uh, we'll leave it at that. If that doesn't give you a visual, I don't know what will. Um, that 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 went off the rails. So uh, so Tom, we as we end this, I figure we we must clarify. Uh, we we do not condone uh, jerking off in public. We're we're not that kind of show. Not yet. <laughs> On that note, we'll get out of here. Big thanks to a Nick Cousins for stopping by and joining us. Uh, you, the listener, for being here with us as well. Subscribe to the show. New episodes out each and every week on uh, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a five-star review or don't leave us one at all. Hit us up on our social media, facebook.com slash, star, uh, slash uh, Tyler Jones Live, facebook.com uh, slash Studio Soapbox, Twitter, Twitter X, at Tyler Jones Live, at Thomas underscore Bridges, at Studio Soapbox, and... Uh, Instagram, Jones underscore report, Tyler Jones Live, and Thomas, you can find us there. For Thomas Bridges and Tyler Jones, thanks a lot. It's been another edition of Jones Report. We'll see you next week. Bye.